0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the podcast Modern Couples: What Your Therapist Never Told You. My name is Rick Miller.
1: I'm Lillian Borges,
0: and we are both couples therapists who love working with couples and love talking about couples. And today's podcast episode drum roll is dealing with money. It's a doozy.
1: Money. It's one of the five big problems that couples have and we see in our practices all the time.
0: You and I converse about this topic a lot and we can go round and around and around for hours. So many facets.
1: Yes, different perspectives. And a lot of times people ask, you know, is it better to have separate or joint accounts? What do you think? What do you tell them when they bring that question?
0: Wow, that's such a... Funny question. I just got so anxious when you asked me because it <laughs> depends upon the relationship between the couple. And I work with a lot of people that have both separate accounts and joint accounts. Mm. And in my own life, we have both. We have a separate and a joint account.
1: Yeah, and people have uh, different businesses. You know, there's the structural part of it, right? If you have a, a business, your partner has a completely different business. You cannot change that. And you might have your corporation, he might have his corporation, and that cannot be changed. But in personal accounts, you might decide to keep it separate as well because of all that.
0: The lipstick account.
1: The lipstick.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. My mom used to say that you should not depend on a man to buy your lipstick. So <laughs> Rick is referring to that. I have to tell you, I had uh, relationships that I had separate accounts and I had relationships that had the same account. Yeah. It was not really the problem, right?
0: Uh-huh. As
1: long as it is fair and you guys decide about your future and how the money is spent, it is what is important.
0: I agree with you.
1: If one person decides and controls the money and decides everything, that is going to cause resentment and bad behavior.
0: Absolutely. You've come around a little bit, Lillian. You used I did. to say, <laughs> you didn't say that couples needed to have one account only, but you were a strong advocate for couples communicating about all aspects of money. And I know you still are, but you wanted there to be a joint account. Maybe I misunderstood you. You just seem like you've softened up a bit.
1: Yes, I might have thought about it more or a little bit more clear about what is really important when I'm working with couples. Yeah. It is not about having a joint account. Yeah, It is about deciding together the destiny and the future of the couple yeah. and also equity. Right? Mm -hmm. Having Mm -hmm. both access to the same resources. Let's say that one person comes in with a Harley Davidson and the other has to ask for money to buy lipstick. That is, again, cause a lot of resentment.
0: So I think you're raising a really important point. It's not how couples do it. It's how couples communicate about it. And as I've said to you many times, I work with male couples who are quite successful and they've grown up in a state of independence. Before they met each other, they had their own money, they had their own careers, they had their own habits, and then they come together as a couple, and they blend their lives. But many of these gay male couples are keeping their identities separate from each other around their financial issues. And even a couple that's been together for 15 or 20 years may have separate accounts and pay bills from two distinct individual places rather than combining money, or maybe not even talk about how much money they make on a given year, or how much money they've saved up, or whether they would combine retirement or not. And so I see my role as promoting closer conversation, intimacy, approaching these difficult conversations, all that stuff, because I think you were mentioning a controlling partner, which, of course, that is a lot of what we see in our offices. But then there are partners who are silent and secretive, which also is damaging with money.
1: Transparency. When it comes to communication, when it comes to couples, transparency is key. So it is transparency about anything. And we had an episode on secrets and we mm-hmm. touch on that. But today we are talking about if you do not communicate, if you keep secrets about your money and you have a hidden account or that you don't say how much or what you spent and your partner finds out, that is going to cause problems. I have some couples, as you mentioned, that reminded me that they are blended families, Mm -hmm. right? Divorced. Got to know each other later in life after their kids are grown or almost out of the house. And definitely they had already their lives and different ways of dealing with things, and now they are together, and they have to make their own rules, which is probably different from what they had. So it caused sometimes some turbulence, right? One person always controlled the money and pay the bills. And now they are in this new relationship and the new partner feels bad about that.
0: Makes me think about the ideal, which doesn't happen, is that couples before they move in together or before they get married do the equivalent of prenuptial counseling where they work some of this out by beginning the process of communication beforehand so that they're not as overwhelmed later on.
1: Yeah prenuptial contract sounds a little bit legal, and that can be kind of threatening to people. Correct. But I think conversation and preparation, there are courses to prepare couples to marry. And I think in those courses should be fun, but also all those conversations about what they want, what they expect, what is a good relationship. Because sometimes we did not have that modeling growing up.
0: Speaking of growing up, I'd like to talk about myself, if you don't mind, which is... Oh, yeah.
1: uh, (laughs) Back to me. Our favorite topic. Right.
0: (laughs) So I grew up in an upper middle class family, and my family never had financial struggles. We weren't rich, but we certainly weren't poor. And my parents basically got to do what they wanted within reason. Yeah. And so the fights that took place about money were not, we don't have enough money. It was more about who decides what. There was a lot of spending that was going on that wasn't agreed upon mutually. Most of the time it wasn't a problem, but every now and then it would become a problem. My mother is very independent. My mother also had her own money from her family, that she would lure over my father when it came time to buying the car that she really wanted. And of course, my father, being the provider in the 70s, took that as an insult, ended up buying the car for her. So it's a model (laughs) of growing up that I'm comfortable with. Then I'm the male couple that is used to not having to communicate about certain things. So for me, it would be so much easier to not communicate about money at all. And I occasionally have misled my partner about how much I paid for an item of clothing. I have occasionally got caught and 29 years later, we're still doing fine and we still trip up and we still get beyond it. And that's just how it goes.
1: You were talking about your mom. I always admire your mom and her independence and how beautiful she is and really admire her independence. The interesting thing is when a couple start fighting about, you know, I have this money and I can do whatever I want. I don't need to ask. And I'm not saying that your mom did that, but the gets in conflict with the partner Of course, I think that your mom and anyone should be able to deal with their money in a way that they want, but done in a way that is
0: transparent, (laughs) that's the word that came to my mind. It (laughs) is the right
1: word, right? That the two of you decide, right? Because if you guys uh, were struggling or have decided that you needed to put more money on the retirement account and one person decides by herself or by himself to buy a new car, it goes against what you guys decided. One partner is going to be upset. Yeah. Having two independent people and having their own accounts and all that might not be a problem. The problem is when, as you said, you want so much to preserve your independence, your independent identity that it goes against the relationship. Your you partner is isolated. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that you and your partner are very independent people, very successful, but you do work together.
0: That is true.
1: You value each other. You work on your relationship. You talk about it. And if you feel that you hurt your partner, you go there and you fix it. The problem is one person hurts the other and see that damaging the relationship and still gets defensive.
0: I work with a lot of couples not only that are struggling with communication around money, but one of them may have a spending issue, like a problem. And that's been a recurrent theme in my office, dealing with one member of a couple who has a compulsive spending problem and frequently goes out and buys themselves things to self-medicate, to distract from pain, to get that rush of that great feeling with that new purchase. And I really admire them that they come in and they talk about it and figure out ways to get beyond it. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yes, it is. Because there is so much evolved in this money. You could have an addiction, you could have a gambling problem, you mm-hmm. can have alcohol problem. Yeah. You could have a little anxiety about money and want to control that a little bit more. One person is a spender and the other one is a saver. So there's so much. It's still, right? The two of you, regardless of the problems that you that you face, you still have to work it out together. But don't you think that sometimes, and I think a hundred percent of the time, but Money. The way that you use your money is the way that you love. You see people who are very stingy with their money and also with their time and how they relate to the other person. They all keep to themselves and they do not like to give as much. That's sad. And there are people who are spenders and they spend money and this is the way that they love and this is just too much. How you do with money can be a metaphor of how you love.
0: How you give and how you love. And when you were saying that, Lillian, I was thinking about the people that are generous in every way except money. That there are some people Fair. and some partners who are so threatened by the notion of spending money and giving money away or over tipping someone that they will pull back and hold back more than they need to. So, I don't know. I mean, that may not just be a couple's issue. It may be an ongoing issue. I was also thinking about the notion of couples in my office who spend oodles of money talking about how they spend their money, including how much to spend on soap and sponges and household things. And there's something about the safety well, maybe it's not safety. There's something about going over the details of every nuance with each other that is time-consuming, anxiety-provoking. It's certainly a way of dealing with conflict and resolving it, but man, oh man, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, so those two things that you just described, this one and the one before, of course, we can deal with that in a practical way, Right. And talking about how the money is spent and all the details, and the other person who is very concerned about how they're spending, and we can really see the practicality of all that. But there is also the psyche and Perfect. how your psyche works. In those situations, I would think, what is the money being a metaphor for here? Is this couple that you're just describing? is are they avoiding other problems that they do not look?
0: Interesting. Right. They
1: are not looking at how they relate or they are not talking about some issues and they are mm-hmm. focusing everything on the money and all the details. Is that a control situation here? Is that a fear that is related in this? What is that?
0: Perhaps it's built-in safety to stay focused on that detail. Don't know. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Don't know. So I would look at what is this, what is this related to the dynamic, the relationship. And of course, if it is, and you mention a person, individual, I would also think about what is the money right signifying. Because with money, you can access, right? It can bring a lot of resources. It can access to a lot of things. So money can be like a joker, right? It can fill a lot of gaps and can have a lot of meanings in a person's life. So I would ask, what is that signifying in this person's psyche?
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So any takeaways as we wind down today's episode?
1: I think that partners should be a mutual stakeholders in their fate as a couple.
0: That's so good.
1: We should... Try to avoid inequity in any way because if there is inequity, then again, I'm repeating, there is going to be resentment, and that's not good. The couple should decide how to spend and how to use and have access to the resources that they need to feel safe, to be happy. How about you?
0: Well, I just want to respond to what you're saying first. The thing about inequity is so profound because. In most couples, there is a financial inequity, and so the notion of creating equity around how they communicate, how they deal with differences, how they create a system in their couplehood around money that works for them yes, is what I was going to say about my final statement, but I'm bringing it and weaving it into your notion of equity as well. Uh Like you said earlier, there is no right way or wrong way of doing it. Every couple has their own ways of dealing with money. But what is most vital is how do we communicate? How transparent are we? How do we deal with conflicts around money and then get through them without going to a deeper, darker place? And I think everyone needs to know that the topic of money is always going to be a loaded topic. End of story.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you, as always, for joining us for the Modern Couples podcast, What Your Therapist Never Told You. And we will hear you and see you next time. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Take care.
1: Bye.